Would you be interested in season two of Beef? The writer has said that um, if there's interest, that he has lots of ideas for there to be a new season. Um, but I but I read that right now there are no plans for a season two of Beef, and I I'm not quite sure where it would go. I don't think there needs to be a second season. Um, I I was I thought the ending was really um, rounded off. Um, was kind of satisfactory I don't know if it will quite get the uh, the attention did you like the ending? I did yeah we're starting with the ending aren't we? <laughs> I mean I think well I, I mean I think it's I didn't really get it I didn't think it actually made that much sense the ending I think it was rounded off in the sense that both characters by the end have through this beef with each other have grown, have developed, have become self-aware of that, or, you know... Had Amy developed? I think so. She's aware of her flaws. <laughs> they And they come together in a way that I really liked. And there's obviously, like, forgiveness between them, at the very least. Um, there's even, like, some hint at a kind of romantic relationship between mm. them developing. Um... I mean, that's where I think the second a second season could go. Well, that's the kind of the direction I don't want it to go in. I like... The beef can be between Amy and her ex-husband, George, <laughs> in season two. I, I like the ambiguity in the relationship between Amy and, and Danny, our two I, protagonists. Yeah, I, do, I did like that as well. It almost... The story could have followed a real, I think, almost blueprint motion <laughs> where... <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> They have the altercation at the start and they become lovers by the end. I felt like that's where it could have gone. Yeah. But it didn't quite It get doesn't there, explicitly do that. Which but is... It, it hints. Yeah. It. I'm just glad they didn't... That's yeah. not the angle they went with for this season. Mm. Explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, both characters are in a pretty chaotic position at the end. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. uh, in terms of their lives, they've both kind of fallen apart. Um, and <laughs> in a way, like the writing kind of dodges trying to bring it all back together or kind of like clear up the mess that it makes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, like so much crazy stuff happens in that attempted robbery. Um, yeah. The allegiances are kind of everywhere. You think Paul might be dead. Like, all, like, all, I mean, and then Amy and, uh, and Danny end up stranded in the wilderness alone together for almost all of the final episode and it's just the two of them um and they both are aware of the chaos that they'll have to return to once they get back once they make it back to society and survive um but it kind of in a way the series wraps up and ends before they actually have to face the consequences of any of the chaos that the two of them have caused which may, maybe felt like a bit of a cop-out, but I'm not mad at it at all. Um, it would have been interesting to, like, explore a little bit further. Um, there were obviously, like, tons of loose ends. But I think, you know, me saying, oh, I, I wish they'd explored these avenues a little bit more just speaks to how much I enjoyed this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I guess I'm saying I, I, yeah I kind of did want more but I'm very happy with the way that it ended and I respect the decision to end it like they did I think I'm a bit stumped because I actually felt like and and 
maybe this is actually what they were going for. I actually felt like the the writers lost control of the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I, you know, I, I think you and I disagree on maybe the start of the series. I actually liked the start of the series. I liked the initial altercation and and then I was like I really like this where this is going that you know how off this one incident with the two cars how it, the ramifications of their continuous retaliation and and yeah. it kind of was like that but I I definitely think it went completely away from the initial altercation and they just referred back to it loosely every now and then yeah so talk about in the article um the inciting incident of this TV series is, is kind of everything. Um, it's a really, really cool, interesting, inciting incident, which is obviously like two strangers have a pretty everyday encounter in a way um, in this kind of road rage situation where like one of them, I mean, it could have been anything really, couldn't it? Like cut him off in traffic or whatever. I think she like pulls out while he's reversing or something. They beep at each other and both of them for separate reasons have had terrible days. <laughs> Their lives aren't going in the direction that they want. And in that moment, both of them decide, they choose violence, you know, <laughs> and, they, and obviously a car chase and she ensues. And the, the drama between these two characters just builds from that point. Um, and it's a really, really clever inciting incident because it's so every day. It's these two strangers meet in a very kind of normal way and a feud is created between them and the rest of the series from that point is just exploring the ramifications of the back and forth between them so <clears throat> it's interesting you say that because i actually read another piece on this show and they kind of did a nod towards so the writer of the piece did a nod towards elon musk and, and twitter and the escalation right. that happens on social media from from instant reactions to news that you see or events that happen to you do you think <clears throat> the storytelling within this series would, would can relate or was is a play on the current state of social media i can definitely say how that parable works uh -huh. i hadn't thought of it myself i didn't i did that didn't come through for me but yeah that makes sense it's quite cool yeah i, I think it's just you know in relation to like how toxic you see some conversations get online and how people just go for the throat. <laughs> and so there are definitely points here where you think, you know, you could drop it at this point. <laughs> and, and the yeah, two yeah, characters yeah. just keep going and, and, and going and going and maybe aren't thinking about the consequences as your Twitter troll wouldn't think about the consequences of their actions and how they impact, you know, other people in their lives. And I think that did come through quite well in the series. Yeah, well, I think one of my favorite, uh, the, my favorite thing about this series is that like that uh, dichotomy between Amy and um, and Danny, because for the majority of the time they're not together. Um, you get scenes with Amy in her life, and you get scenes with Danny in his life, and you you actually, as an audience member, thinking these characters aren't dissimilar, their lives are, but them as individuals, you, you almost feel like. <laughs> they, they should come together they should come together yeah you, you kind of think I mean it, it, to the extent that at points you think that it's going to develop into a romantic relationship at some point whenever they do meet or come together or settle their differences or whatever um, 
I think that's really clever. Like may- maybe that that works definitely as a continuation of that parable for online Twitter beef and stuff because like in a uh, in an argument online the two people participating don't know each other it's impersonal in the same way that it is with Danny and Amy they don't know each other they're strangers to each other um, and so that, that disconnect between like the two parties involved is there in the show as well and so it's like, it does really work as the um, as a, uh, a parable for, for Twitter beef yeah I completely see that but whether it's meant as an allegory or not I really liked the um, the fact that you saw these two individuals and you knew that they would get on or you, you kind of like you want them to um, settle their differences and come together in some way and get on but they don't <laughs> they, they have this feud with each other and it's based on something so little but every time something goes wrong and either of their lives respectively they take it out on the other they take it out by lashing out at this kind of like enemy force that they see that you know they see in each other you know and the the ramifications the consequences just get insane yeah i think for me the actual incident initially though the road rage incident i feel like the writers at some point decided that maybe it wasn't dramatic enough or the storyline to try and find the drivers wasn't like interesting enough and and just those characters then started doing so much stupid stuff (laughs) in their lives to like almost make things so much worse for themselves but I I actually think the initial incident and and the almost the scandal of Amy being found out to be that driver as she was trying to close that deal combined with Amy having the power to completely ruin um, Danny Danny's business and and his life just because of her financial wealth was maybe drama enough yeah I know what you mean the writers obviously chose to expand out from the the inciting incident and explore the families and and tons of other storylines and avenues open up that get explored and I enjoyed that for what it was Um, but I I think there's always something to be said for simplicity in drama Um, and I I completely agree with what you're saying in a way I, I like if this had been a series that was entirely about two individuals just out to get each other in petty ways pulling increasingly like elaborate pranks really on each other I'd have watched it <laughs> it would have still been engaging and fun mm. like it chose to go in a different direction and really explore a kind of family narrative on both sides of the beef um yeah, maybe that gave the show more substance, but I'm not sure. And I almost feel a bit like aggrieved that I'll never know if yeah. if that the just that incident because I I think the neighbor investigating I found that really interesting, and then um, Fumi, the mother-in-law, Amy's mother-in-law, just confessed to it because she didn't want to lose Amy's money for the family. I think confessed to what. So, so Fumi confessed to being the driver in the the white SUV. Oh yeah, she does on behalf which, of Amy, which, com- right, which yeah. completely removed the investigation of the neighbour and Amy's almost pretend friend that's trying to one up her and remove yeah, her yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. picture. Um, and I, I, I just I didn't like that that was kind of dropped at that point, but the the drama between Danny and Amy just would just still kept going and going and going it's such a simple 
thing that sparks the story off and it's such a simple sort of narrative isn't it just two people that live in the same neighborhood completely different sort of financial situations but total strangers to each other just at each other's necks <laughs> like, like for, for a stupid reason and in a lot of ways I think just staying true to the, the simplicity of it kind of yeah would it would have been <laughs> would have been more fun I don't know not that it isn't fun though you know mm. I do I do like the I, direction I chose I, to go and actually I think so So it almost leads into the fact that I think this TV series was too long oh yeah so adding the you know the going down the family route and, and really over dramatising all the things that came after the initial incident I think is maybe a direct result of leaving um, the initial incident behind in a way yeah, and the, I, I think there was probably always a plan to leave the initial incident behind and have this massive illustrious ending where lots of people die in a, re- a really unnecessary way. <laughs> yeah. um, and because because I did feel, feel throughout the TV series there were scenes where I just thought they just didn't need to be in some of those scenes where they met the therapist. Um, yeah. I didn't feel like they needed to be in, and scenes with scenes with Jordan felt I don't know empty sometimes a bit irrelevant yeah it kind of it branches out from that uh, sort of from the spine of the narrative so much sometimes and it does kind of fail to pull it back and I guess it, it even does that in the conclusion doesn't it like it expands so much like the the levels of crazy just go so far the writers don't even make an attempt to bring it back to where it is they just say oh yeah look these characters have forgiven each other um grown in a way together as a result of their conflict and now they're good <laughs> and they just lose yeah. it at that <laughs> so, so I'm not so that's what, how I feel about it in that sense um, so I'm not going to just bang on about it that's my beef with it um, what's really interesting is that the story is actually built on the foundation of an experience the writer actually had themselves yeah a road raid incident they actually had themselves and the original idea for the character in the white SUV was an, a Stanley Tucci type character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, different bald white, you know, bald white man, a yeah. lot older than than the um, the young Korean character that played Danny. And I think they probably got it right with kind of making those adjustments a little bit. This series represents a step for the Korean drama really doesn't it like um, Parasite was huge a little while it back it builds on Squid Game Parasite yeah and this kind of has a, a similar like kind of undertone to um, to Parasite in that genre wise it's all over the place <laughs> but um, and setting despite being obviously this is in LA Parasite is in Seoul I think um, there's something about like the architecture of the houses and the, and the setting and the light is similar kind of makes it's almost like it's it's trying to remind me of parasite or it definitely does anyway yeah i think we've we've you know we've seen enough of the the old white villain and i think it was quite interesting to just go down a different route really and explore the two lives of these korean people living in la yeah it's inherently about korean culture in the states isn't it okay so let's look at some of the imdb comments we have two bad ones and one really good one. So let's start with a really good one. The scenes are as tight as women's yoga pants. 
There's no room to breathe, is the headline. <laughs> this person had to stop at each scene and pause to think about Amy and Daniel's actions. A lot of tension, a lot of drama, and the show does an amazing job satisfying the audience needs while toying with us at the same time. They then go on to say, this feels like a Chinese soap opera <laughs> brought over into the Western <laughs> oh, world. <laughs> I'm loving this new age of Asian American <laughs> stories being shared. Yes, more please. So barring the accidental racism from the user. <laughs> how, you, how have you sat through this, this series and, and not got that they're Korean? How have you written a review after watching the whole series, rating it 10 out of 10? There's instances of, of, of racism in the show where white characters refer to the Korean characters as Japanese or Chinese instead of Korean. Like it, it's, it's made a thing out of. How have you got this this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <clears throat> do you agree that the scenes or the show was as tight as uh, women's yoga pants? Well, again, really poor choice of phrasing, but... I mean, the dialogue's consistently brilliant. Yeah, the dialogue is really tight. It's, it's an example of really good writing uh, in terms of the you know the specific scene by scene conversations the characters relating to each other yeah that's interesting because there are two comments that i think completely disagree with what you say right. so one out of ten awful wow i had so much hope for this first 10 minutes of episode one were great but it quickly fizzles out and i gave up through halfway through episode three i mean that's <sighs> really right. early on to bail um characters are mundane and boring Nothing appealing about any of them. I, tr- I tried and I wanted to like it, but it's painful to watch. If it moved any slower, it would be going in reverse. Don't waste your time. There are so many more options out there. Really not sure what someone would see in this show, but each to their own. Now, just before you come in, I, I don't really like reviews where they say there's loads more options and then no- and then yeah, you don't, what gi- and then you don't give an alternative. Well, yeah, no, but even even like we we know there's loads of options like the you know, stuff is released weekly. Like, there's tons of huge streaming platforms, millions of shows, millions of book, millions of entertainment. Like, come on. <laughs> the, the the scope of other options isn't, doesn't reflect on the quality of one individual story. I, I think Danny's character is really appealing. It's just for one, you know, I, I mean, think extremely appealing. I love Danny's character. I think this review's, like, really problematic because he's not even got through episode, well, past episode three. And to be totally honest, like I, I kind of know where he's coming from in a way because I thought the, the initial creation of conflict, the, the inciting incident was brilliant, but then it doesn't immediately go in the way that you want it to go. It does slow down. I didn't really start to properly enjoy beef until about episode four. Mm. Now that's not, you know, I just, I just don't think you can accurately talk on a whole the pace series. And, yeah. and and talk about our better options when you've not even I mean you've watched maybe a third of it like come on yeah so last review so I laughed so hard at some of these lines I actually hit my head <laughs> <laughs> one out of ten look away all you will see here is damaged people wallowing in their damage like pigs in filth <laughs> <laughs> nothing interesting is said all dialogues mundane, predictable, stupid, and vapid. Junk food binging is their only pleasure. People who like this 
Acrid waste matter must either be at lo- bottomized <laughs> or congenital idiots. Or what? Congenital idiots. Right. In case you have to watch it, be sure to turn the sound way down. The music soundtrack is ugly and annoying. Okay. And no one will want to listen to this on a regular basis. And this guy just really goes in on, on LA now. The cinematography <laughs> is great. What else has LA got to offer? <laughs> The ugliness of urban sprawl and decay, that's what. The script is filled with cliches and swear words. The actors are very poorly directed by a committee of incompetent amateurs. This is absolute garbage. Alright, a lot to pick apart there, isn't there? Um, Didn't think the acting was bad at all. Don't know what you're watching. Uh, It's not a particularly urban section at LA, Orange County. I'm not seeing urban filth. I'm seeing relatively middle-class suburban... I mean, we're almost out in the hills here, so, like, don't get that point at all. Um, what was the first part? Wallowing in... So, pe- <laughs> all you see is damaged people wallowing in their damage, like pigs in filth. I mean, some of these characters might have a tendency towards self-pity. <laughs> but, that I mean, it's, it's not to be taken that seriously, any of this, surely. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, the, like, yeah, Danny's struggling under the... the the parental pressure that he's uh, experiencing maybe subconsciously like he's got to get his parents out to the states he's got to build them a house he's got to make his business successful he's got to kind of keep Paul where he wants Paul to be and look now I guess look after his brother like he's feeling the pressure I mean I wouldn't say any of that is necessarily self-pity there are definitely moments of it these characters but, but come on like you're taking this too seriously. What? What? I wonder what this guy actually wanted this to be. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the script's filled with cliches and swear words. I mean, it's about a. It's a TV show that is built on two people's aggression going way over the top. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be some foul language involved. You know, it's you got problems with swear words today, really? Like uh, in yeah. TV shows. Like, what, there's a lot what, worse. What going are you on watching? That's yeah. that clean. Like, and and again. <laughs> If you're using it effectively, I don't have a problem with it, and I think it does. But uh, cliches, the cliches. I mean, I did get sick of uh, Paul talking about his boys all the time. <laughs> like that kind of grinded <laughs> on me a bit. Oh, but, my boys don't get me. Like, I mean, but other but than that, I get even that. I think is intentional. You know, yeah. like, you're supposed to see Paul as a bit of an idiot, like occasionally. You yeah. Know? Um, or you, I guess you see him through Amy's eyes, don't you? Like that. That puts you in Amy's um, shoes because she's obviously adult. I've got a family successful in the profession that she's in and she's like now sort of hanging around this kid that's talking about his boys like it makes that <laughs> contrast that contrast yeah. needs to make Paul look like you know or just distinguish the characters it's it's all there for a reason it actually is and it being all there for a reason moving away from the comment so the writer discusses that the soundtrack to the show and how every episode is titled, where that was all done on purpose as well. So the soundtrack is based on 90s culture and the writer Sonny makes reference to these characters being stuck in their ways and not being able to forget about the past. And each individual episode was titled after a piece of writing in history that um, inspired the writer of this show. So historical pieces of literature are the reason for the different titles in each episode. Oh, 
it's it's impressive the amount of um, sort of specific personal decisions the writers managed to keep in mm. this creation. Really, <laughs> talking about the music though, um, something that I specifically liked was uh, you know I, towards the beginning of the series um, when Danny's scoping out the church and he's and he sort of finds a community there. Um, he picks up the acoustic and he's playing a track. Um, I think it's Drive by uh, Incubus and. He's playing the track, he's singing along, like the acoustic version. The episode ends, it cuts to the, like, the title, it, touches, it cuts to the credit screen, and that song's playing for the credits. Like There's an immediate shift, it's, um, the cut's done really precisely from like the diegetic music in the show to like the non-diegetic soundtrack. And it's a really kind of, I guess it's kind of a corny um, technique, but I, I really appreciate it. I think it works really well. I think it's really cool. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. I don't know where beef sits with me in terms of how I rate this show. I enjoyed episodes individually. I feel like the story as a whole let me down a little bit, but I loved the idea and I want to see more stuff that is like this. I want to see more stuff that, you know, is based off a real life experience that could happen that you know spirals out of control for people or you know I, I I loved the originality in that first scene I think it was better than shrinking <laughs> but yeah. I just feel like that it, it almost has to be capped I didn't love the last episode personally um, and, and like I said I, I would have loved them to maybe commit to the story as it was at the start of the show which I don't feel like they did at the end so so I'm inclined to put this somewhere in the middle um, six or seven I'm leaning more towards six but I did there's some there's, there were individual episodes I really really enjoyed so I am struggling I'm going to sit with six I'm going to let you talk and then I'm going to think about it a little bit more alright I really appreciate Beef because it's completely original and entertaining I mean, yeah, it, like, I, I don't even, I'll, I can't even say it makes mistakes. I, d I don't know of any. I can't think of any mistakes that it makes or anything that it, that it does wrong or anything that I would like it to have done better or more of or less of or whatever. Um, there are, <laughs> you, you, you said something earlier about the writers, it feeling as though the writers lose control of the story at points. And that absolutely is the case. It, it expands to such a point where like so much stuff is going on that you do think like, how have we got here? How are we getting back to that simple idea? And it doesn't, it, you know, it kind of just descends or into chaos. And But it's really, really well crafted. And that's kind of the paradox of beef. It's really, really, really well put together, crafted chaos. Um, but for me, genuinely, consistently, really entertaining. I appreciate how tightly it's put together. And it's completely original with a super, like interesting inciting incident it's like super simple idea this is what we need more of netflix like this is more, what we need more of to, to all streaming platforms and that like kind of like experimental stuff try something new you know yeah i'm gonna <laughs> it's a hard one it's, it's definitely a hard one genre wise is all over the place like when I started watching it, I was terrified it was going to be another shrinking, another drama comedy sort of situation where it's just like kind of formless nothing. 
it's not that at all. It, it kind of slips into all kinds of different genres momentarily, um, but it explores loads of stuff. It, there, are, there were moments that are actually like genuinely really shocking. I mean, when the house burns down, like, I did not see yeah. that coming. There were twists in the narrative that were um, well-placed and unpredictable. Um, when, when he accidentally kidnaps Amy's kid, like all that kind of stuff. Like, it's, it's brilliant writing, yeah. Like, the, what came through for me with Beef more than anything else is that the writers or the writer was having a lot of fun. And therefore, I had fun as an audience, but I enjoyed it for that, giving it a seven. Yeah. I want to give it an eight. I'm giving it a seven. Give it a seven. I, yeah, I, th- I think I'll come to seven because I agree. Um, but my, I think my point remains, I think it was too long. And I can't decide if it's chaotic or if they gave up on the original idea. Oh, nah, they were having fun. They were just writing, they were going with it. I don't know. You could definitely tell that they were making decisions as a team, like actor, writer together, you know. Um, I can corroborate that, actually, with some of the research I did. Fair. That definitely happened. Yeah, well, that, that came through. Um, it was fun. Man, that's the most important. I don't. I disagree with too long as well, um, because, I mean, 10 half-an-hour episodes. It's the same as Shrinking. And, I mean, I bet you can't tell me what happened in Shrinking in two lines. <laughs> well, I guess you can, actually. Nothing happens in Shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the opposite problem there's way too much packed into into five hours um no I, I, yeah I want to give it an eight really it, I, I like give this. it an eight give it oh yeah maybe 7.5 <laughs> <laughs>